Blog Talk Radio. Hello, 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 and welcome to Creating a Championship Standard of Living. I'm your host, Mr. Miles W. Miller. People, today is a wonderful day. It is Saturday, August 27, 2011, and I am honored to be here with you today for another episode of Creating a Championship Standard of Living. And I have some uh, dynamite content for you today, as usual, and I'm looking forward to presenting some great things. So you're only, we're only going to be here for 30 minutes. It's going to be a 30-minute sprint. Um, next week, we're going back to our hour-long uh, format, which uh, is going to be the jumpstart of some wonderful things. But before we go any further, I submit and turn this show over to God's Holy Spirit so that we all get what we came for, and that is the move of his spirit. People, I want you to understand something. I love you. I'm praying for you. I care about your dreams. I'm here to, to, to always encourage you that the life of your dreams is absolutely wonderful and you deserve it. And not only that, to never, and, and you know my motto, my mantra, my mantra and my motto, don't ever give up, don't ever quit on your dreams. People, today I'm bringing dreamers to you, people who have stepped out on their dreams to accomplish great things in life. But before we go any further, I'm going to take you to a very inspirational song, and then we'll be right back.
all the way back. That was Oh Lord by a young lady named Michelle Moore, who's going to be an upcoming guest on the show. And I wanted to uh, mix things up today and present a different uh, inspirational song. Um, that is a, a very wonderful song. You listen to the lyrics. Um, I want you to go check her out. She, you can check out her music at uh, michellemoore.com. That's M I S H A L M O O R E dot com. And um, to just wonderful uh, music, uh, uh, eclectic talent, and I highly recommend her. Um, but moving forward in the show, I want to take you to a motivational moment, and then we'll be right back. So here's the first thing I want you to do. I want you to get a, not just a small picture, but a huge picture in your mind. Just imagine yourself sitting at a uh, in a movie theater, an IMAX movie theater, with a huge screen. And I want you to see the full details of your dream life. Now I know a lot of us, a lot of people have, have lived their nightmares, but this that day is over. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about what your the ideal life, your ideal living situation, your ideal you know standard of living. It should be a championship standard of living. <laughs> no pun intended. But we want to. I want you to, to visualize yourself and visualize yourself looking at the screen. And on the screen is your ideal life, and it's a majestic life. It's on an IMAX screen. It's one of the biggest screens ever made. I want you to see all the details of your ideal life on that screen. I want you to see the vivid colors. I want you to see, you know, details. I want you to see yourself enjoying life. I want you to see yourself loving life. I want you to see yourself happy. I want you to see yourself blessed. I want you to see yourself doing great things on this major screen. Now, as you see yourself doing this stuff, there are people there with you that, that you love. You got friends there. You got loved ones. The setting is beautiful. Everybody's having fun. This is an enjoyable time. Now, what I want you to do is to capture the feeling that you feel as you look at this picture. I want you to hold on to it and fully embrace that feeling. Fully embrace all of those feelings. Because I'm sure by now it, you're, you're feeling a whole bunch of different things when you look at this, this screen and you see in your life, you see your dream life on that screen. Understand that that's, that's your imagination, that's your life. And that's how your life can be if you so choose to. So feel it, embrace it. What does it feel like to, to, to run on a beach with the sun beaming down on your face? What does it feel like to, to swim in, a, in the great blue ocean? What does it feel like? I want you to, to fully embrace What does it feel like to come home to your, your new wife or come home to your new husband in your brand new car that you don't have to, that's debt free, that you don't have to pay another car note for? What does it feel like? I want you to, to hold on to that feeling. I want you to harness those feelings. Fully embrace those feelings. Fully embrace everything you're feeling. Fully embrace everything you're seeing. Because that's your ideal life. P. 
people when we're back. Uh, that was another motivational moment from uh, one of our previous times together here on uh, Blog Talk Radio and creating the championship standard living. And I like to put those uh, those moments into the show because I, when you go back and listen to the show, which I highly suggest, not only do you go back and listen to the show, but you let a friend know about the show, let people know what we're doing around here. But when you go back and listen to those podcasts and you hear these motivational moments, they're like they're intended to be adrenaline shots to keep you going in the right direction, keep you going in, in the direction of your dreams, keep you going in the direction of your business, keep you going in the direction of your goals. So, you know, we're talking about visualizing your ideal life. That's something that you, you should be doing a lot of anyway all the time because so many times you're going to see things in the media, uh, in papers. You know, sometimes some of our friends may not, you know, present the, the best possible uh, pictures to us. You have to be able to visualize the things you truly want. You know, around here, I say it like this, the life of your dreams is absolutely wonderful and you deserve it. I'll say it again. The life of your dreams is absolutely wonderful and you deserve it. So you should spend time visualizing what it is you truly want and not spending time on things you don't want. I really do believe in the law of attraction. I believe that what you think about, you bring about. If you think about something long enough, you're going to see it. So that's the reason why, you know, we don't, we're don't we not given a spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. If I focus on fear, things I'm scared of all the time, guess what I'm going to see? I'm going to see the things I fear. But if I think about the things I truly enjoy and truly want to see in my life, those things have been given the possibility to manifest. And because they've been given the possibility to manifest, they can manifest. But there's going to be a process. So, you know, we always, you know, when I talk about, Dreams, manifestation, and things of that nature, and I talk about the whole manifest, de- manifest destiny movement. You know, we're talking about visionaries. We're talking about dreamers. We're talking about goal-getters. We're talking about goal-setters. And there's a process I like to talk about. It's called the three stages, my three, three stages of dream realization, which are the goal, the process, and the manifestation. The goal, the process, and the manifestation. And it ties into Genesis Eight and twenty-two, which states that as long as the earth remains, seed, time, and harvest shall also remain. That means that if you have a goal, a vision, dream, whatever the case may be, if you can just hold on to that dream and plant it into the rich soil of the universe, you have now put in motion. You've now put in motion something beautiful that can come to pass for you. But guess what? That thing that you just put in motion, that seed that you just planted, it has a required process. So it's virtually impossible for you to go from goal to manifestation. There's going to be a process. There's going to be a required process for that particular goal. It's like this. If you walk in the room today and you want the temperature of the room to be 70 degrees, and at this very moment it's 50 degrees, well, guess what? You go over to your th- – holding everything constant, saying everything's working with the system. If you go over to your thermostat and set it to 70 degrees and you wait, eventually the room is going to get to 70 degrees. But here's the thing. A lot of people get impatient with the process. They'll light a bonfire in the middle of the room so they can get the temperature quicker. They, you know, they'll go get a kerosene heater. And all these things jeopardize your sanity, your safety, your health once the manifestation of 70 degrees even manifests. So what you have to do is you have to enjoy the process. Or find ways to make peace with the process. Make peace with the process. And while you're making peace with the process, you're being fortified, you're being, you know, comforted that once you get to the place of manifestation that you're ready for it. 
and things don't manifest until you're completely ready. See, due season, I, I say like it's the due season. Manifestation is your due season. Nothing manifests in the due season until it's completely ready. So I'm telling you right now, the process is to get you completely ready for the due season. So on that note, people, I'm going to take you to another excuse me, another motivational moment, and then I'll be right back with two dynamite guests. I want to talk to you right now about just being encouraged, sometimes having to encourage oneself. You know, a lot of things are going to come in our lives to discourage us, to try to throw us off track. But I'm here today to tell you, don't ever give up. Don't ever quit on your dreams. Your dreams are so wonderful. Your dreams are so important. Your dreams are actually your lifeline. Your dreams are the very thing that keep you alive. They're the very thing that keep you motivated, keep you encouraged to go in the right direction. So if you can dream, if you can believe that all things are possible, whatever it is that you've been put on this earth to do, those very visions, those very dreams that you have, make your existence here, make your your living here, make your, your whole being here valid. So always remember this. If ever you need to be encouraged, remember that God placed you on this earth as a solution. God doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't create things in vain. He created you in his likeness and image. So go forward. Go forward in power and in might, knowing that without a shadow of a doubt, that you have been placed on this earth to be a solution to a certain set of problems that without you, you would have had to be created. As you continue to manifest the life of your dreams, remember that the life of your dreams is absolutely wonderful and you deserve it. This is Miles Miller saying, don't ever give up. Don't ever quit on your dreams. Hello, we're back. Again, I... Again, listen to this podcast again. Make sure you, you take in these motivational moments and even the inspirational songs. Everything is strategically placed for your empowerment, for your to equip you to go forward with power and with might in the direction of your dreams, goals, and aspirations. But without further ado, I want to bring on two dynamite guests to the show tonight who um, I've had the, the pleasure of meeting in person and and actually working with, you know, you should know those you labor amongst. And these are two people who I can vouch for and tell you that they are dynamite people. And they're visionaries, they're dreamers, and not only that, they make things happen. They're, they they are big in manifestation also. They make things happen. And I believe that, you know, with us in the creating a championship standard of living mode, we need to let, learn from people who make things happen. So without further ado, I want to bring to the show uh, two of my friends, uh, Shelly Caldwell and Oliver Reed. Shelly, Oliver, are you there? Yes, hi. How are you, Miles? (laughs) I'm here. How are you, Miles? It's an absolute honor to have you both on the show. I wanted to bring you both on the show because uh, the format we're doing right now, um, we're just doing a championship sprint right now. We're not doing a full uh, hour-long show like I have been in the past, but we're going to get back into that really soon. But I want to bring you both on because you both have a very powerful message that I think all visionaries, all dreamers, all go-getters need to hear. And I wanted to present you to the give people a, a, a little snippet, a little sample, because I'm going to bring you back for a full hour-long show. But tonight I just wanted to introduce you to the audience and get them acclimated to what's coming on the horizon. Certainly, certainly. And we appreciate I know I certainly appreciate the time. And, and thanks, thank you for the opportunity to share with you, and, and I'm honored, uh, I know I say this a lot to you, 
but I'm honored to know you at this level. So I'm excited about all of our manifest destiny. Yes, yes. Amen. Me too as well. I'm excited, man. Thank you so much uh, for the opportunity. Oh, well, I'm honored as well. So I'm going to get right into it. You know, we got about uh, 10 minutes here. I wanted to just get people, uh, you know, hearing your voices because they hear, they hear me say it all the time. So I tell people that the life of your dreams is absolutely wonderful and you deserve it. When you hear a statement like that, what does that mean to you? And I'll start with you, Shelley. Well, uh, certainly, and thank you for that, because as you well know that the life of our dreams can look differently for each person, and a lot of people tend to size that up with uh, a certain house, a certain car, and then maybe they're even still working on a nine-to-five, and that may very well be what they feel like might be the life of their dreams, working for a Fortune 500 company, or maybe just being the manager of a company or on sitting on the board and being a director or some, you know, high level of position at a certain company. God bless them if that be their plight and their portion in life. <laughs> but, uh, but, of course, for us, one thing I believe is that your heart yearns and goes after certain things in life. Um, it may or may not be what you were always doing as a child, but I do believe that as we grow and develop miles, Somewhere at least around high school, I believe we can identify and look back if we take the time to certainly invest the time into an inventory within ourselves, deep within ourselves, and say, you know what, this is really, really, really what I want to do. If money were no object, let's just say, is this what I want to be doing? And someone around you who can uh, identify and help you walk that path at least maybe at least 10 to 20 years back Who've known, who've known you for that period of time can certainly help you with that process. So, you know, the life of your dreams may differ uh, for you, and it may be a 9 to 5 entrepreneurship, uh, but one thing I do know is that you've got to properly identify that. And whatever the life of your dreams looks like for you, you've got to hear your heart. Of course, we know we call it our spirit, but our heart as well agrees with our spirit. And then everything else around you has to go towards that moment fervently. Um, and you said something, and this is it for me, you said uh, you, you're bringing on visionaries and, and you called us go-getters. Well, I appreciate that compliment because I know a lot of visionaries who can see a whole lot, Miles. And, Oliver, I know you've seen this a lot as well. We've seen yeah. it corporately as well as right. in the church. But are they go-getters? What, did you go after that what you saw? You, right. you might have even wrote it down. But did you go get it? The life of your dreams is the thing that you go and get. You might write it, yeah. take it off the tablet, pull it off the shelf, get it out of your journal or your diary. Go get that. And that is the life of your dreams that manifests your destiny, the thing that you actually pursue and wrap your hand around. Oliver, I'm sure you can share your own story uh, right there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oliver, I'm, I'm I really want to hear what you got to say about this. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. It's powerful. I think uh, Shelly just set us on fire real quick uh, with that comment and, and just what she, the insight and just me piggyback, me piggybacking on that whole thing is just really when you know what you're called, you can pull forth your destiny into manifestation. And going back to um, just knowing in the book of Genesis what God called us, he gave us authority. He gave man dominion over everything. That was created. He created him last and gave him dominion over everything that was created first. And I think that's so powerful when you understand that you are created to have dominion and, and that your purpose is to reign and rule. We have no problem enjoying things, but when we are challenged to reign and rule over those things, it sometimes presents a challenge for us. And uh, 
I, I think that when you understand what you're called, you can embrace your purpose and your destiny, and you'll be able to then pull those things into manifestation. It's almost like an ATM, you know. If you just keep depositing and depositing in that ATM and never making a withdrawal, <laughs> you know, it's not going to really profit you anything. Right. So I think uh, you got to understand. I love what what the show is about. And when you think about this, when you dream, you have to understand your dreams come from God. Right. <laughs> that, that, right. You know, have a godly dream. What you're talking about, I'm not talking about the nightmares and the bad things, but when you start looking at uh, what God has put in your life and put in your heart or, or spirit, like Shelly was saying, and, and you understand that that dream is not just an illusion, that it's a reality. If God allow you to dream it, you can have it. And you do deserve it because he qualified you for it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's right. That, that's powerful stuff. That's powerful stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, now, with that said, we all know that, like I said before, there's a process that we're all going to have to go through for that for that life of our dreams. And sometimes, you know, people don't make peace with the process or they, they're struggling with the process to get to where it is that they know they're supposed to be. What do you do, what do you say to a person to encourage them to, you know, make peace with their process so that they can, they don't abort the mission of what it is they want to manifest. And I'll start with you, Oliver. Uh, I think it starts with embracing it. You know, a foolish man would try to resist the wind and waves if they were trapped out at sea. And on the sea of life, we have to embrace the wind and waves, the good, the bad, the ugly, and understanding that's all a part of the process. <laughs> you know, uh, we have right. to allow the good, the bad, the ugly to ionize in our life or come together in our life to work out for our good. So I think... The number one thing I would encourage people, and I'm understanding in this process, is embracing it. Hug your hatred. You know what I mean? Uh, You know, being able to endure your emotions and being able to grab a hold to those people that are resisting you. And whatever it is, as well as the good times in our life, embracing it all is a part of the process. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. What is your take on that? Uh, it certainly is embracing that process. Um, that to me, a lot of times I see where we often uh, we we want to ignore the past, leave it behind, um, feel like it's going to just go away if we leave it alone long enough. One thing I found out, and as you guys have both experienced, the greatest time in my life and my first success, as long as I've been successful in the eyes and in the pockets and, and in the dreams and visions of other people, being the background and the foundation for them, my first grandstand, my first musical, if you will, the curtains flew back for me and the lights came on August 6th for me, and it was the first time at 39 I experienced my own greatest success with Shelly's name on it, Um, and with the help of people who agree, who begin to uh, come together with me, who agree with where I was going. So a part of my process that I believe a lot of people, and your listeners out here, if you listen to this by way of archive, a lot of people out here can say, you know what, we know about that whole people come in seasons, they come and go, they drop off, that person can't go with you always and all of that. Okay, so you got all the little tidbits and the quips and quotes. Yeah, well, the point is when reality faces you and you really realize that there is some forgiveness deep down, like OMG moment, i got to forgive that person before I go on, guess what happens? You just do it, whether you're right, whether you're wrong, whether they remember, whether they don't. If you don't embrace the moment of forgiveness, number one, that will haunt you. And I'm a witness that it will haunt you. And you cannot press fast forward, as we well know. Our great friend Oliver, who's on the call with us tonight, his book, Don't Press Fast Forward, speaks to that. And that's what helped me get to August 6th, which you both experienced. Um, And so for me, that was something that made me say, wait a minute. 
I've got to get this forgiveness. It was ugly. Lord, it was ugly. I had to forgive some people and then not only forgive them, then I had I couldn't drop them off and not forgive them. You, you see the trick there? Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't move on and think it was going to be okay, and they're going to forget that we had an off 10 years ago. No, I had to embrace the fact that, you know, I really need to forgive these people because I didn't want media. I didn't want my name. I didn't want it to be said about me that when I arrived where I was going, that, you know, Shelly, I don't know all that show she's putting on and the faux pas that is appearing, you know, she's mad with her aunt or her uncle. You know, her and Sister Buttermilk over at church, they still falling out. So embracing your process is something so critical because when you get where you're going, if it does not hinder you, first of all, it will be that when you get there and you don't want it to come back and look you in your face, you want it to be said that you made the effort at least to go back, make it through the trials and tribulations of, of forgiving someone, embracing them, whether they take it up or not in good spirit. You've got to do it in good spirit. You've got to get the effort out in good spirit. It's just like preparing for a storm. We don't like storms. Right now I'm in North Carolina, Virginia, up there where uh, our friend Oliver is. They're getting some signs of the storm. But what fool would it be to not prepare for the storm? We didn't ask you to evacuate. No, guess what? If you're in an area that you may not have to leave, what fool would you be still to not prepare at least? Right. Right. And I, I believe that forgiveness will at least Start there with forgiveness. It's another list of 20 more things, you know. But start with forgiveness and at least get prepared to move on through the process as you find yourself going into success. Wow. And that's something I talk about a lot as well is forgiveness. Now, I've had to realize that forgiveness is a double-edged sword. I have to forgive myself a lot of times for things I've I've dropped the ball on. And, Mm -hmm. you know, as a dreamer, as a visionary, you know, those are things that – you know, you're, you don't want anything that impairs your vision. You don't want anything that impairs your your spirit from receiving. You know, you know the next directive from God. You know, even if you have an art with your brother, as, you, as we all know, you have to make that stuff right before you can even give an offering mm-hmm. and have it be That's acceptable. Right. So, right. even the offering of our dreams and our our visions to the world, we have to make sure that there's nothing interfering with how we're presenting. This this gift, how we're presenting what it is we've been you know blessed to present, and with that on that note, what would you tell anybody in the audience right now who's listening, that's moving forward? Again, we we know that forgiveness is important. We know that making peace with the process is, is important. What would you tell somebody who may be dealing with guilt issues? You know, not so much that somebody's hurt them and they, they need they need to forgive that person, but guilt for uh, maybe a mistake they made or maybe something didn't go according to plan. And I'll start with you, Shelly. Well, the first thing that I would say is exactly what you said earlier. I would make sure that, that the peace is made not only with yourself, but it's a difference with your surface self and your deep down self. <laughs> you know, we, we, can, we, can skip, we can skip around and say, oh, I forgive myself. You know, yeah, uh, I think that... Um, I probably do need that. I deserve that job. I deserve that new car. I'm going to go ahead and treat myself. You know, I'm no longer going to hang my head down and stop feeling bad. And they might get a little self-esteem motivational moment here on the, you know, show, you know, by listening to you and just kick in gear and keep going. But I'm talking about the deep down self right now if you're listening. 
there is a deep down part of you that molestation, that rape, that instance way back when uh, someone died and you had an issue where you didn't even understand with God. If your spiritual self is not together in order to make sure that you're all right, if your spirit with God is not okay, you got to get that relationship together first. And then, and then I feel like that when you go forward in destiny, you see that you're determined to, to make up your mind at every every occurrence. You know, what uh there's a word on it and I can't catch it right now, but you, you keep short accounts. And you're quick to mend, you're quick to take care of and resolve. And you gotta make sure that this is something that you're living. It's not just to get it done and I'm finished and I move on. You have to live a life of repeated forgiveness with yourself and then guess what? The constant life of saying or the constant self-talk of saying, I deserve it. You deserve peace in your home. You deserve peaceful days when you're on your job. You deserve peace and love to abound between you and your family and those who who surround you. And if you understand that you deserve that level of peace and love, then you need to be busy and diligent about doing yourself a great service and making sure that, number one, you're okay with God, and then that you live a lifestyle of consistent, a guilt-free forgiveness and love. So it's not just this surface stuff, and you get some motivational tidbits from my show, Oliver, you know, uh, our good friend, Dr. Walter Sims. No, you can gather up all the motivational seeds you want, but that guilt will get a hold of that deep-down guilt will get a hold of you, in the, in the moment you least expect it. And I believe that's because you're not peace at peace with God first. And then the rest takes care of itself. But it's a diligent lifestyle. Guilt leaves a stain for a long time. The root of it is long. The root is deep. And you've got to make sure that then you can tell yourself, I really, really deserve some deep down 100% wholesome peace. Now, I want to let you guys know, we're, we're, let the show go over a little bit, but now the show is only recording, so everything that you're saying now is only going to be on the podcast. So I want you to definitely, uh, you know, give the, the listeners who, who didn't, who, who tuned out for just a moment when they hear the podcast to let them know um, that, you know, this stuff is still real, this stuff is still tangible. So Oliver, go ahead and you give your, your piece on it. Yeah, I think it's it's, it's, it's awesome. And, and just this whole conversation is so, so, I can say relevant for a lot of people, especially where we are now in the midst of a storm, you know, and, uh, you, you know, one of the things I learned as a kid, you know, is you, you, you have to let yourself off the hook and I'm learning more right. as an adult. You have to let yourself off the hook. Sometimes we make exit escape routes for everybody else. We forgive them. You know, we let, we let it right. go. We talk to let it go, but sometimes we're not able to reflect and look inwardly, uh, like Shelly was saying to forgive ourselves. Um, the book of Isaiah 54 said there's no weapon formed against us will be able to prosper. And that weapon, right. a lot of times it's easy to look at external weapons, you know, people fighting against you, situations fighting against you. It's easy to say that that won't prosper, but sometimes we are the weapon. And wow. we are the weapon, but God still says it still won't prosper. So we have to be able to allow ourselves not to get in the way. And I, I would say not, not pick scabs, <laughs> you know, keep opening sores. <laughs> Keep opening memories um, and not allowing it to get air and to heal. And so I, I always say this, man: you have to um, allow yourself an exit route. Um, God has died for us, and He's given us an opportunity and given us an opportunity 
to to be free, we have to free ourselves and be able to let it go, and not just superficial, but even those deep-seated things um, that has hindered us for so long, um, to just let it go and to release it. Sometimes you have to flee the thing, like Joseph, you have to leave your coat, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, you get out of the building, uh, don't try to save anybody else, you know, just being able to just let it go. Also, I think another uh, good fact I want to leave with whoever's listening now is that I, I got this principle for, from Joseph, is that he dreamed another dream. Mm-hmm. Um, even though he was going through some stuff, even though he, he was going through some places in his life, some valley places, I would just say dream another dream. You know, if you failed and you messed up um, in the first dream, you told the wrong people, you got with the wrong click and club, don't stop dreaming. Dream another dream. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow, that's powerful stuff in itself. Mm-hmm. That's powerful stuff in I mean, to, to have the, and that's, that shows of a person who, who is aware of who they are because it takes a, it takes a really strong person to, to acknowledge the fact that, okay, this situation over here may be done, but inside of myself, I'm still one with God. I'm still who God says I am. And, I can just go back to the source that gave me the first dream, and it's all, it's all good. It's all good. You can't take this from me. Even though he didn't have the coat, the coat wasn't his mantle. His mantle was given to him spiritually, so he, even though the coat was stripped off of him, the mantle wasn't. The real mantle was still on him, so he could always dream. <laughs> right. That's so now, this important. Is, this, is, this is powerful stuff. This is. I think now people can really hear this. Like, to be a dreamer and a visionary, that's a, that's a specific mantle. To carry. So if people are talking about you, people are not, you know, one with what you're doing. They don't agree with what you're doing. They don't even, they don't like you sometimes. It doesn't matter because this is the mantle that you've been given. This is the gift you've been given. So if people don't agree with it, that's that's on them. They don't have to agree with it, but they'll see it. <laughs> you keep doing what you're supposed to do. They will see it. Uh, this, you know, I, I really wish that we had we could do this live, like, you know, do this in front of uh, millions of people because I think a lot of people need to hear and see this because a lot of there are a lot of dreamers out there right now. And I, I coach many people on a day-to-day basis who they're struggling with the, their identity as a dreamer. They're struggling with their identity as, as somebody who can make things happen. And what do you say to a person, and I'm going to start with you, Oliver, what do you say to a person who's struggling inside themselves to manifest that which they know is theirs to manifest, that, that which they know is inside of them to bring forth? That's a great question. And uh, my best response to that is shifting the burden of responsibility. I think it's so awesome that we learn to not take responsibility over things that we don't have responsibility for. <laughs> and a dream is something that God gave you, <laughs> you know, um, and so a lot of times if somebody's struggling internally, I always encourage them, give it back to God. He's the author. He's the finisher. Put it back on him. Shift the responsibility back on him. Shift the direction and focus back on him. Let him guide you. And I promise you, you will not go wrong. You know, give it to him. Give it to God. You know, um, it's too big for you. You know, and I, I love that scripture that says, he that have begun a good work in you is faithful. To perform it, you know, he, he's not asking you to perform it as he's asking you to be obedient to the stage that he set. 
so that he can work wonders and miracles and all those things he wants to do in your dream and in your life. And when you start shifting that ownership, you begin to understand that it's not about me. It's all about God, that I'm a vessel that he's using. So, again, I would tell anybody out there to shift that responsibility. God, I want you to be stressed out over something he promised you, <laughs> something he's doing in your life. <laughs> you know, your your happiness shouldn't cause you to have a heart attack. Uh-huh. <laughs> your dreams shouldn't cause you to be yeah. depressed. The blessing of the Lord, truly make a rich and have no sorrow with it. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Shelly, what's your take on that? That's absolutely right, and that reminds me of a little cartoon that I saw uh, I was in a classroom, and it certainly goes back to and supports what Oliver just said. Uh, I was in a, a daycare, child care uh, type of funding class that teaches uh, directors how to fund the vision and also make sure that they have proper programs that are prosperous for uh, their facility. And in the, in the um, booklet, if you will, in the manual, uh, it did not ignore the fact that uh, sometimes people come to you and they try to uh, well, not try to, they just have problems and life happens, let's just say that. And then when you look up, you have a greater uh, percentage or majority of your percentage of people who are just having life issues, not paying you like they should for your services, but in turn a little less uh, percentage of people who are paying you, but that's not enough uh, percentage or heavy enough percentage to balance out the equation that bills are still due. And so with that, at the bottom of this uh, statement and the segment in the in the actual uh, session about financial burden as a uh, facility, as a director of a facility, there was this little cartoon, and the cartoon uh, showed a man who was uh, on his knees, and it was the pastor because, of course, normally it was talking about daycare facility and after-school facilities in the church as you expand your church ministry. And the pastor was on his knees with the door closed, and you could see the secretary kind of leaving and exiting where he had dismissed like a meeting, it appeared, and it, it implied that he was putting them out to do nothing but get down before God on his knee in a chair, one single chair. He left them behind his desk, and the, the, the little, you know, the little bubble, talking bubble said, God, you told me to do this, and that I'm sure of. Now what? Mm. Mm. And and so that's what Oliver said. If you make sure that God told you, if you're 100% sure that this is what not only, and I believe he sends his word and he confirms it in the mouth of two or three witnesses, the Bible says, then you know that this is something you've got to get done. If you're struggling, as you asked us, if you're struggling with what you know God has told you to do, you certainly not only have to take it back to God, you do certainly, number two, have to shift the uh, responsibility. But I will tell you, in the process of doing that, let me add a number three to what Oliver said. You've got to stop the blame game. Mm. Don't don't blame the layoff. Don't blame the economy going down and gas is high. You can't get out and market yourself and make meetings and network. Just stop the blame game. Stop that your children are going to school and you don't have time. I tell a lot of people this. I don't care if it's midnight and you used to going to bed at midnight. Baby, the Lord will speak to you like clockwork around by 3 o'clock and 4 o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning. And, and Oliver, you know, come on, witness. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's, there's a lifestyle that lives in the fourth watch. Fourth watch, for those of you listening, maybe you're not all church scores or Bible readers, the fourth watch is from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. When you get quiet, God likes to talk. Just when you're good and sleepy, you know, and you're wiping your mouth and rolling over, you will hear your spirit register, and you've got to answer. And in that moment, I believe 
That's the time when God says, you know what, okay, this is the strategy. Awaken, awaken, arise, arise. Hear my voice now when it's quiet. And when you shift that blame game, take it back to him and give him that responsibility and stop putting your mind on the things that surround you, on these earthly circumstances, I guarantee you I'm a witness that he will give you the strategy. The Bible says that wisdom and knowledge is precious. And that if you seek that thing, that it'll be good to you. Mm-hmm. Over in Proverbs, I don't know it by heart. Come on, preacher. You can help me with that. But <laughs> the, the wisdom and knowledge is all I ever asked for. And when I stop blaming everything else, I say, God, what is your plan and what is your strategy for the next step? And you can only go one step at a time. It says, come and let us reason together. If you read it in several translations, if you're an online Bible person, and if you hang out with Miles and you're listening to a show, you're probably a technology baby, you want to be able to go to (laughs) talkfalk.com and wherever you read your Bible at online, and you will see different versions tell you, and I believe it's the Message Bible. It says, come, bring your good works to me, and let's talk about it. The Lord says, bring me your stuff. Remind him that you're a tithe pair. Remind him that you give offerings. Remind him that you've sown seeds into good ground and not among the swine. Remind him that you've done what he's asked you to do. Now what? I'm struggling with what I know. I don't know the next step. I cannot see the way. God, what's mm-hmm. up? You better keep the ball in his court. Make sure that you're done. You, you run your play. Keep the ball in his court, and I guarantee you he'll answer. Shelly, I, I got to take it. You know you got preachers. Go yeah. ahead. We got, <laughs> we got about two minutes left in the show. Uh, what I want you folks to do is let the people take about a minute and let people know how they can get in touch with you. Um, uh, start with you, Shelly. Let's take a minute tell people how they can get in touch with you. Well, my number is 678-222-0606. Again, that's 678-222-0606. And you can reach me by way of email at Shelly at SheSpeaksAssociation.com. That speaks within there, Shelly at SheSpeaksAssociation.com. And, of course, I'm on Facebook under my personal name, Shelly Caldwell. Okay. And, Oliver, how can people get in touch with you? Okay, Oliver Reed again. You can reach me at uh, www.otrministries.com. On Facebook, Oliver Reed. Also on Twitter, OTR Ministries, one word. And you can also call me at one eight 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 five nine eight six eight seven zero. Thanks, Shelley Oliver. I thank you both again. This is this is just a test run. We're gonna bring you back when we are in a full stride with our hour long show again. And uh, just know this: I'm appreciative of, of you both. I speak life into to the, the life of your dreams, which is wonderful. And you deserve it, and I, I'm in agreement with you for that. So, you know, you be blessed and know that I'm, I'm in your corner. Amen. Thank you. And also, no, the red carpet is, has been laid out, so you're welcome back here. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Thank you so much. Take care. You're so welcome. And people, um, I just want you all to know, you know, I go out of my way to, to find dynamite people to bring to the show because I care about you. I want to see you make it. I want to see you get it. I want to see you live the life of your dreams. We don't just talk it. We want you to live it. We want you to live the life of your dreams, which is wonderful and deserve it. So on that note, I'll see you next week. Love you. I'm praying for you, and I'll see you uh, next week for Super September. More information to come. See you. 
I want to talk to you right now about just being encouraged. Sometimes having to encourage oneself. You know, a lot of things are going to come in our lives to discourage us, to try to throw us off track. But I'm here today to tell you, don't ever give up. Don't ever quit on your dreams. Your dreams are so wonderful. Your dreams are so important.